Good morning, beloved brothers and sisters in Christ, and welcome back to The Waiting Room. I pray you're all doing well. I pray you have all you need. I pray that God is helping to guide you and help you to navigate through the things that we're going to go through and things that are coming and, uh, you know, they're distracting us with the elections and everything, the selections, right? And, and I jokingly say this to people that, that I know, you know, I say that I feel like we vote so they know what box to put us in. You know, we give them all of our information. What do we think? What do we vote for? What do we co-sign with? You know, but, uh, don't get too distracted by the uh, elections, beloved. Don't get too distracted by the wars and rumors of wars. Remember, everything that was written is going to come to fruition. It doesn't matter who believes it. doesn't matter who doesn't. It's going to happen. If anybody wanted to stop being lazy, to find out these things for themselves, to find out how much prophecy has come true, to, to study, to study and really find out the truth about Jesus Christ, they could find it. At this point, I find myself very frustrated today. You know, not frustrated like horribly, just I'm a bit frustrated because it is really, really difficult. And we're going to talk today about bearing fruits of the Spirit because it's a constant thing that I have to remind myself. You know, the darkness is getting thicker moment by moment. I feel it when I leave the house. People are driving erratically. People are throwing looks, snarky comments everywhere you go. Like, ah, we live in a YOLO world, right? We live in a world of self. Everybody's out for themselves and that's what's wrong with the world. It's not about you. It's not about me. Do you know why we're here? Have you forgotten that there's a book? Only one book right? And I'm not talking about religion. Religion is for people that are lazy. Religion is for people that want to be told what to do. Okay. I go to scripture and dive and dive and dive and study, 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 study and and rightly divide. And and I look up things and, and I'm constantly trying to get to know father. And I'm constantly trying to get to know the truth. And I'm constantly asking for guidance so that when somebody's presented to me or somebody has a question, I can answer it. You know, the world churches are a lie. And I'm going to say that right now. If you're going to a a mainstream church, a a world church, and that's what I'm going to call it, a world church. If your church celebrates pagan holidays and comes into agreements with demons, then you you really need to leave that church and you need to dive into scripture and you need to repent and you need to come to Christ and you need to tell him, hey, I want to know you. I want to know you personally. That pastor's not telling you anything. If he's not talking about the end times and if he's not telling you that you need to be repentant and if he's not telling you that you need to tell everyone around you about the gospel of Jesus, what are you going to church for? Are you going to church for a party? Are you going to church to pass out candy to a bunch of kids dressed up as something they're not? Because let's not forget who the biggest deceiver is, right? Who likes to put on costumes? (laughs) 
There's a reason we're not supposed to celebrate these things. It's because the origins of it are pagan and they celebrate and worship demons who call themselves gods. So if you're going to a church that celebrates trunk or treat or harvest festivals and all these things just because they want to be part of the celebration, then that church is not God's church. I've been looking for one for ages and I just can't find one. Everybody wants to be a part of the show. Everybody wants to get attention for Halloween. Even Dio de los Muertos, that is a pagan thing. We are not supposed to idolize our dead loved ones, let alone try to contact them, celebrate them like that, because if you if you use a Ouija board, if you go to anyone who's clairvoyant, a psychic, anything like that, they can really tell you things, right? But they're getting assistance from demons. And then anytime that you feel like you're talking to your dead loved ones, you're talking to a demon. Your dead loved one is with God. The spirit is with the Lord once it's out of the body. Okay? That is not your loved one, beloved. You don't know scripture, so you fall for all the stuff that the vain traditions of men push on you, right? And just take a look at the world. And I said this to, to the love of my life last night. I said, you know, pay attention. Society only pushes everything that's bad for us. All the deadly sins society pushes, right? Look at all these videos of people eating and eating and eating and acting stupid and ridiculous. Um, gluttony, right? Look at the beauty industry, YouTube, uh, Instagram with the selfies and everything. That's vanity, right? Everyone's saying, you know, go as high as you can. Don't worry about the next man. Get all you can get. That's greed right? And then you have these other people that do nothing and that sloth. Just look at it. Look at the world. Look at everything the world is pushing. And you can clearly see the devil's hand in everything. But 2,000 years ago, you know, something happened and, and that's why everything's happening now. And I'm sitting here with my coffee this morning just thinking... How do you bear fruit of the spirit right now? Like when every day you come up against nothing but disdain and mean faces and huffing and puffing and uh if that's the reaction you get from everybody around you every day, you don't have anyone uplifting you, being happy to see you. How do you how do you bear fruits of the spirit in such a hateful place? Because if you're not part of the world, what happens? They don't like you. They don't like you. They don't have patience for you. You know, you have the you have the world looking at Christians like we're a bunch of bigots and mean people. How? And I'm not talking about these mainstream churches. I'm talking about what other religion do you see? There's men on the corner with signs saying, repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. He's coming. You must believe in what Jesus Christ did. Do you know what he did? Do you know what it meant for him to go to the cross? Do you know why he did it? Do you know what that meant? He wasn't jolly. He wasn't happy, parading all happy to go. He was screaming in pain and torture. Please, Father, don't make me drink this cup. But he did it anyway. Why? Because it was going to reconcile us all. 
all of us to Father, to go home. Because this is a fallen world, right? Sin is the problem. That's why religion... Churches don't tell you about this stuff. They don't tell you that the ultimate problem, the problem it's always been, is sin, right? The original sin in the garden was what? Eve wanted to do what she wanted to do, and she was told by the serpent, do what you want. You're not going to die. You'll be like God. And that is the same lie that society is pushing on everybody now. You're your own God. You're a goddess, right? I'm telling you, beloved, you guys need to wake up. Wake people up around you. Let them know, hey, this is no joke. This is really coming. This is really going to happen. There's really a sinister plan. And nobody's paying attention. There's a plan. And in the Bible, the Bible talks about the ultimate goal of this plan being to prepare the world for the Antichrist. Right? They need to prepare y'all to come into agreement together to let them take control of everything. That's why they had to tell you there's global warming, right? Since when? What happened to the hole in the ozone layer? (laughs) They have to convince you about all these things so that when these things come to pass, when millions of people disappear, when millions of people disappear and chaos starts ensuing everywhere, they're going to tell you the aliens came and they removed the people that aren't, aren't aren't in alignment with what's good and right or whatever. We're not enlightened enough. And y'all are going to fall for it. And that's not the that's not the least of it. Like, so there's that. They're going to have this one world system because they need to control everybody on the planet. And then there's going to be this man that's going to come on the scene and he's going to say, "I'm going to fix it all," right? And for three and a half years, you're going to have the two witnesses telling you from Jerusalem, hey, this is what's coming. This is what's happening. He's going to, they're going to be convicting people of their sin. They're going to be convicting them and people are going to be mad. People are going to be, you know, throwing things at them and spitting on them and so mad that when they finally get killed by Satan, they're going to be happy and celebrate the two witnesses. Excuse me. The two witnesses are believed to be Moses and Elijah or Enoch and Elijah or Moses and Enoch. And they're going to preach for three and a half years and they're going to have the powers of the heavens with them. They're going to have power. Yeah. And then three and a half years into tribulation, the Antichrist is going to tell you guys, hey, I'm God and you're going to worship me. And you're going to worship me or you're going to get your head removed. And I can't tell you verbatim how this is going to go down, but it's coming. This Agenda 21 and 2030 stuff, the whole plan to take everyone's cars away, to move everyone to the smart cities, to get everyone out of the rural areas because they're only intended for the the cattle, they're going to control everything. But it's not for the betterment of society. It's for that ultimate control of society for when the Antichrist comes on the scene. And if you haven't read scripture, and if you don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you have no clue what's coming. Seven years ago, I had no clue what was coming. And that's why Father woke me up. 
because I needed to be the one in my family that was saying, hey, y'all think I'm crazy anyways. Let me tell you some new stuff now. (laughs) And I've endured. I've endured the comments. Oh, you're just like your dad. My dad was equated to an absolute crazy person because he was joyous and loved the Lord and helped everyone around him. And refused to keep hate in his heart. And he was the most wonderful man I've ever known. I'm so grateful. So, back to Fruits of the Spirit. I'm sorry, I'm just on a tangent today. Because how do you wake up a world that's asleep, right? How do you wake them up? How do you uh, minimize the distractions in this world that requires your time, right? They designed it so that we work until we die here, right? You don't even have any peace here. The school system, all of this stuff was designed to wear us out. So fruits of the spirit. I know I've done a podcast on this, but we're going to, we're just having a casual coffee with the bride this morning. So I'm just going to bring them up. The fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, right? Let's examine ourselves in these things. Love. Love. You're to love your neighbor, right? We're, We're supposed to love God more than anything else. Why? Because God gave us everything. He made us. He gives you everything good. I feel like I'm good in that department. I feel like... I feel like I'm doing really good. Um, It's taken me a few years to really uh, grow, grow in the spirit. Joy. Do you have joy in your heart? Are you constantly stressed out? To have joy in your heart is to know that no matter what comes, you know who's in control and you know what's going to happen because he provided you with a manual. He provided you with freaking everything you need. What an amazing father we have to provide a book that's been preserved, right? For everyone to find and come together to tell us the truth from the beginning to the end. Who else tells you where the first human came from? You guys want to believe that millions and millions of millions ago, millions of years ago, there were Neanderthals. Well, who was there to give them all this information? Like... And I just told my daughter this the other day when I was listening to some nonsense about dinosaurs. Oh, this kind was a meat eater. This kind was eating plants. Who the heck was there at the time? Where did they get this information if not made up? Oh, well, because, you know, they studied the bones and, oh, they studied. Oh, so because you studied a fossil that supposedly existed billions of years ago now, right? It's billions of years ago. And you can tell what they ate. Billions of, how, how do you have record from billions of years ago, beloved? Like, why aren't people questioning things? Why? But we have a book, right? We have a book. <laughs> transcripts. Transcripts. Old Testament transcripts can be scientifically proven to have been written in a time that can prove, and y'all don't want to believe it. Not my brothers and sisters. Just the many people who are who are falling and fumbling along my, my podcast. Beloved, God is doing a work with this podcast. Since August, I've had 1,100 plays. I don't know where they're coming from. I don't advertise this podcast. 
I do this for the Lord to help grow his kingdom in hopes that somebody's going to come here and realize that, hey, this world is twisted and it is a matrix. Anyways, okay, let's move on to more. So joy, peace, peace, to have peace in the midst of everything. Now, I've been under some really intense spiritual attacks lately. And, and it's because, you know, you have to understand the spirits that, uh, the familiar spirits, they know what, what irks you. They can't read your mind, mind you, but they know they've followed you. They know what sets you off, what tempts you, what you'll fall for. They know what makes you cry. You know, they know what to do to get you on edge. And that's why it's important to be leaning on God all the time. Ask him for his peace. Ask him to protect your mind and your heart and your soul from from the attacks, right? From the enemy, because they're going to get thick. And what do I mean by attacks? Mood swings, depression, anxiety, crying, anything that takes your peace away from you, that's from an unclean spirit. That's from an unclean spirit. Your spiritual being. You have power to conquer these things, but this world has made you believe that you're nothing this world has made you believe that the animals are more important than you are oh it's my honey all right i apologize i didn't have my notifications turned off and i didn't expect him to be calling me (laughs) so um i don't know where i was you guys know how my brain works let me go back through the list of the fruits of the spirit so we were at peace so Anything that takes your peace away from you, that's not of God. You know, Jesus has many names in the Bible. One of them is the Prince of Peace. When you're close to Jesus, you can find your peace right away through any situation. And um, so when you're being like attacked spiritually, and I'll give you an example. I've been, um, I've been battling some stuff because... I, I went through a lot of stuff um, as a young girl, right? And relationship-wise, um, I never had a really good, healthy, positive relationship in any aspect of my life other than my relationship with my father, my dad. And um, so back in 2015, I decided to stop dating entirely because in, the, in 2014, it was just... Um, I went through a really horrible relationship. It was just, uh, it was just like the rug was pulled out from under my feet. Um, I thought everything was one way and in, in a matter of one moment, everything flipped around and changed and I didn't know this person and, oh my God, it just got really ugly and, uh, it really did a number on me. It really did a number on me. And so I had decided to stop dating. And, you know, we're not supposed to date anyways. This society tells you, oh, go out and date, date, date. But, so I decided to stay single and just chase God because, you know what? God was calling me back then and I didn't know it. Like I said, you know, I was, um, I don't feel that I was fully saved until 2017 when I was working at the Wingate in the middle of the night. Something had happened and it brought me to my knees in the office and I just was crying out to God. 
to be honest, it was after I jokingly, not jokingly, but I was like, hey, I'm going to sign up to be an ordained minister. I'm going to do it for extra money. That's That really was my intention, beloved. Like, that's how I used to think. Oh, more money. And when I did it, <laughs> the Lord used it as a way to spark an interest in my heart and my soul. And I just started diving into scripture, diving into videos all about him and asking him to expose the darkness for me and Hollywood and everything. And I always knew Hollywood was dark. I grew up down in South uh, Southern California, but, uh, yeah, anyways, let's, <laughs> let's move on. Cause that's another rabbit hole. Beloved. So peace next would be patience. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to be patient, right? <laughs> this world, Ooh, even in Walmart. And I jokingly say I get road rage in Walmart because every corner you turn, there's somebody standing having a conversation. <laughs> Or there's something blocking the way. Like, they have so much stuff piled in these places that it would be chaos if anything happened. And I think it's on purpose, but whatever. So patience. You have to try to remain patient. Like, no matter what's coming your way. Like, I would say try to get in the habit. Take a deep breath before responding to things. Like, even a question, right? Even if somebody asks you a question. We don't have to say more than yes or no. And we're actually called not to say more than yes or no. We're called not to make promises or take oaths or anything like that. Because it comes from an evil place. We don't know tomorrow. We can't make promises. So patience. Remember, no matter what you're facing, breathe. Lean on God. Try to hold on to your patience. Kindness. Kindness is so important because... Evil is everywhere. And and I get so bothered by even people that I know that, that have disdain for homeless people or drug addicts or alcoholics, anything like that. You don't know what brought them there. You don't know what life has done to these people. You don't know if that's a spirit trying to wait to see if you'll help. You don't know if that's an angel. The Bible talks about angels being able to, to come in different form, right? What if what if God sent out angels as the most disgusting, vile people just to see who would help them? I help when I can. Anytime I can. Because people have helped me. If you have it, you give it. You know? God, I... God asks us to be a certain way, not to hinder us, not to keep us in bondage, but to help us grow and be fruitful people. This world, this world has it twisted. Anyways, kindness, generosity, another thing, giving, right? The Lord loves a cheerful giver. But everybody wants to covet everything. Everybody wants to hoard everything. Everybody is so afraid to part with their stuff their money faithfulness faithfulness what do you think that means faithfulness to what faithfulness to who because I know a lot of people who claim to be faithful to God but then they worship Mary and God says not to be making graven images of anybody in the heavens or in the seas not to make um, gods of anybody idol worship is a sin 
if you're not giving glory to Father by way of Jesus Christ, what are you doing? Do you know who Jesus is? What is your problem with him? That's what you need to ask yourself. The world has a problem with the Lord Jesus Christ because they don't understand him. They want you to believe it was it's a lie. You know why? Because they had so many stories before Jesus because Satan knew what was coming. Satan is smarter than you. That devil is more clever than you. When he was told in the garden that he would be bruised by the seed of the woman, the seed of the woman doesn't exist. He instantly knew that meant there was going to be a supernatural birth and he needed to prevent it. Why do you think all this disgusting vile stuff started happening? The fallen came down and started mingling with everything because they didn't know what Jesus was going to be born through. Mind you, Jesus has always been. Father has always been. Jesus is a part of Father. So imagine being the creator of all things, right? But you don't want to be alone, right? So you take a piece of yourself and you make a son. And that's exactly what he did. He created his son for himself. He's always been. He's always been. But he sent him down in the form of a flesh, uh, of a man in the flesh. Because a man in the flesh had to fulfill the laws that God gave us. And none of us were worthy. It had to be done that way. And it had to be done because the law is the law. He wasn't going to rewrite the law, so he fulfilled it with his own son in the flesh so that the devil would not win. He was the ultimate atonement. There's no more sacrifices required. When Jesus came and died on the cross and was buried and was resurrected, we were given a new covenant, a new promise by our Father in heaven. And if you're not reading scripture, you don't know. This is why the beloved Jews are so asleep. They're waiting for their Messiah who already came. He was prophesied. It was prophesied in the Bible that he was going to enter on a donkey. (laughs) And he did just that. I'm just saying, beloved, start, start talking about these things. Let's start talking about it because these things are, are, are important. Okay. Kindness, generosity, faithfulness, faithfulness to God, right? That's important. Gentleness. Don't be abrasive. Like right now I'm getting like, oh, you're going to hear my passion come out. And I don't mean to. I just get so passionate because I love God so much. You don't know what he saved me from. You don't know what he brought my family through. And I'm so grateful. So I get passionate. Um, And you should too. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. He did this so that we can all be reconciled back to Father. So we can all be part of the New Jerusalem. We could all go home. But sadly, in the Bible, it does say that there's going to be people, even in tribulation, even during all these horrible atrocities that are going to come on the earth, even then they won't repent and give glory to Father. Even though all these things that are come to that are going to come, they've been written about. It's all in the Bible, right? But how were they written kind of metaphorically? Because some of the things to come did not exist, okay? You have to learn how to read. You have to learn how to study your Bible. It was written, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful the way he's created this book for us. Uh, Anyway, so gentleness, right? Don't be abrasive. And self-control. This is one I have a hard time with. (laughs) And I'm sure you do as well. 
I have no self-discipline and it's something I really need to work on. Um, you know, I, I spoiled myself when I worked and everything. Yeah, I deserve everything. You know, I was part of the world. I thought, oh, I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to do this for me. Mind you, I had th- three kids and I took care of them. And God, just look at the old me and I don't like who I was. Very vain, very stuck up even sometimes, you know, thinking, oh, I'm so great. Like, ugh. <laughs> I don't know, beloved. I really hope that you guys are studying your scripture. I really hope that you're coming to some understanding about what's going on. And I hope you can see through the lies. I hope you can see that there's a reason they've always created these big divides. It's easier to control people in small groups. And it's really easy to control people in small groups that hate each other. Because all you got to do is promise one side one thing. Promise the other side another thing. It's not about you. It's not about me. This is about what's to come. This is about what Jesus did and why. Who he was. Who he always has been. He's returning. He's returning for his church, beloved. The church is going to be removed. Read scripture. The church is not here after Revelation 6. We will be removed. I pray that this has edified you in some kind of way, brothers and sisters. I don't even know what else to say. I'm kind of distracted this morning, admittedly. I didn't really have a plan on what I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to talk to you guys because this is my safe place. This is, you know, I can say what I say. And I know that God's only going to bring people that need to hear what I'm saying. And whatever message you receive from it... Take it to Father. Whatever I say, take it to Father because I'm just a woman of the flesh. I'm wrong all the time. All the time. Anyways, I do pray that you guys have a beautiful day. Make someone smile today. Be kind. Spread a little love today. And uh, just thank you for joining me. Until next time.